Our reading today is the Gospel from Mark, beginning in the 16th chapter, the 14th verse. Later he appeared to the eleven themselves as they were sitting at the table, and he embraced them from their lack of faith and stubbornness because they had not believed those who saw him after he had risen. And he said to them, Go into the world and proclaim the good news to the whole creation. The one who believes and is baptized will be saved, but the one who does not believe will be condemned. The word of God for the people of God. Today we have um, someone y'all all know and love. He's not a surprise, nor is he a stranger. Um, Chris will be delivering a message for us today. Well, I'm thankful for the opportunity. Uh, know and love, I'm not certain about that, but uh, I appreciate the thought. So uh, I, I appreciate the opportunity to come to you again this morning. Uh, this last year as a Gideon, I, I've gotten to the point where I feel a bit like uh, FDR on his fourth inauguration. Uh, I know what I'm supposed to say, I just hope I can make it interesting. So uh, thank you for the opportunity to give uh, Gideons a chance to, to, to be heard today in the, the ministry of the Gideons. Uh, and as uh, she said, uh, I am a member. I'm a member of the Peking camp. This church sits in the Papago camp, but I'm a member of the Peking camp. So uh, the monies that you will raise today will help us achieve our ministry. So I'd like to start with this passage uh, from Matthew chapter 13. And if you'll bear with me, I'll read it. So it's the parable of the sower. And most of you are familiar with that. I love how Jesus told the stories. Uh, I, I think he was a, probably a, a brilliant teacher in person. So, chapter 13 says, That same day Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea. Such great crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat there while the whole crowd stood on the beach. And he told them many things in parables, saying, Listen, a sower went out to sow, and he sowed some seeds, and some seeds fell on the path, and the birds came and ate them up. Other seeds fell on the rocky ground. They did not have much soil, and they sprang up quickly since they had no depth of soil. And when the sun rose, they were scorched, and since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and brought forth grain, and some hundredfold, and some sixty, and some thirty. Let anyone with ears listen, and then he gets... Uh, led down a different path here, and then later on in the chapter he finishes that up, and he says, Hear the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what is sown in the heart. This is what was sown on the path. As for, as for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word immediately and receives with joy. Yet such a person has no root, but endures only for a while. And when trouble or persecution arises on account of the word, the person immediately falls away. As for what was sown among the thorns, this is one who hears the word but cares of the world, and the lure of the wealth and the choke, wealth choke the word, and it yields nothing. But as for the soul, what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it, and who indeed bears fruit and yields. In one case, a hundredfold, another sixty, and another thirty. 
And that is the Word of God. Thanks be to God. So thank you so much. Uh, I love this time of year. I think I've told you that before, but I do. I love uh, being in, amongst things that are growing. Uh, it feels like the world comes alive in spring, and it is fun to be a part of it. And so I see this, what we do in terms of Gideon's, in terms of laying scriptures in people's hands, some who've had that, some who have not had that before, as sowing seeds. It's a chance to be a part of what God is doing. It's a chance to be part of growing God's kingdom. And so sometimes that seed, it falls on rocky soil. Sometimes, many times, it does thrive. But you can't worry about that. you got to sow the seeds. And so we sow the seeds, and we wish and we pray for the best. And so that, that's not our choice. Much of it, as we know, that is self-determination. That is, people make that choice for themselves. But you sow the seeds, and you do what is right, because you have to. So part of the reason I do Gideon's is because I can, and I should. Somebody has to. Somebody's got to be busy about it. Somebody's got to go to the Word, grow the kingdom of God. And somebody has to do that by spreading the Word of God. And so God's Word is important. Gideon's was formed a long time ago in 1889 in a very spiritual time in America. And it was born in Nashville, and it was an intellectual movement. Uh, if you don't know, Nashville was set up to be kind of like uh, the Boston of the South. Vanderbilt was set up to be the Harvard of the South. And that's why, that is why for the early days of country music, they didn't like it, because the hillbilly showed up. And so they have much uh, up there in terms of architecture, much in terms of intellectual development during this time, and a growth out of that was the Gideon's International. And so it's made up of business and professional men. We're in 200 countries. We have, to date, placed over 2 billion scriptures in the world. That's 25% of all the scriptures ever distributed in history. That's over 80 million annually. And so Gideon's all over the world are busy. Gideon's International is an association of Christian business and professional men who are determined to use God's scripture. We use it in the hotels. You're familiar with that. You've seen them in the hotels. Um, we do it. We bring them to colleges, to prisons, to jails, to hospitals, medical offices, even veterinarians' offices nowadays, and to the military. We even have a camouflage version for the military. And so, as of this date, uh, or at least about April 2023, uh, the camp that I'm involved in at Picking, we've distributed uh, 4,925 scriptures and also 10,800 life books, which is a, a book that we have that's designed for the younger crowd. And so, we work with all denominations of evangelical churches. We believe that the Bible is the infallible and inspired and inerrant Word of God. We believe that Jesus Christ is the eternal Son of God. And we believe that every church can have a part of this. They can be part of our mission. And supporting us both first with prayers, and we need that, because uh, some Gideons, as you know, some of you know, uh, Brother Leo Williamson down at Pekin, who's over the Southwest Africa uh, division of Gideons, he, he's always in dangerous areas. And uh, he's not the only one. So we need your prayers for that. We need your prayers so that people will accept us. Uh, we know that people sometimes that we're, we're out on the streets handing scriptures out, they go to the other side of the street. And so it's just part of it. And so uh, we would need uh, your uh, prayers for people to participate because uh, somebody, again, has to do this. Uh, 
Uh, I'm a good enough teacher of history to realize that everything that we have is a result of past generations. And so who's going to carry on for the next generation? Somebody's got to step up. Somebody's got to be, to take, uh, you know, take a swing. And somebody, and you know you're going to be, they're going to throw at your head. And you got to duck. And you just got to deal with it. So somebody has to step up. Pray for that to happen. Pray for the growth of Gideon's. Pray for the growth of God's kingdom through his scripture. And it is important. Studying God's word is important. Uh, you need to, we all feed our bodies, right? We know that. And we, we care for our bodies and we care about our appearance and we, we groom ourselves and so forth. But it is also important that we take care of the soul. And the soul will live on forever. And you got to feed it. I'm reminded of that old uh, story of uh, a Native American brave, and a young brave goes, speaks with the old warrior, and uh, he tells the warrior, I think there are two wolves fighting for my soul, and which one will win? And the old warrior says, the one you feed. So you got to feed yourself the good stuff, and that comes from studying God's Word. For me, I get up every morning, I get my cup of coffee, I go sit down and I read my Bible, and I spend time with it. And it is important. You need to make that a regimented part of your life. You need to make it a disciplined part of your life. To be a good Christian, I think many times, or for the most part, you have to be disciplined. And so that is a necessary part of it. Get up, spend time with God's Word. And it varies. You know, I remember the old days when I, my old uh, Gideon New Testament that I, I kept carried with me since uh, I was, uh, it, you know, I think I already had it given to me when I was in junior high. Uh, and I would find... Uh, because I thought I was too busy in college, I would find just a verse. Read that verse. That's all I get time for. It. And then, of course, as life goes on and you get busier, you find more time for it, and which is what I do now. And I spend more time involved in reading the Scripture. And it's usually a few chapters. But then once you've spent that time, you got to remember some priorities. you got to remember reverence. You need to remember reverence when you're reading the Bible. It is an interview with God. And so take time understand it as best you can because when you pray with expectancy also God will reveal to you uh, sometimes uh, scriptures don't make any sense so you pray about it, you think about it you spend time uh, after reading it and it will under, it will come to you, sometimes you got to reread it right, reread different versions of it but you reread, you study you learn, but you read with reverence you read with expectancy and take time uh, more than just a ritual for some people, uh, you know, with religions all over the world, they go through a ritual every day. It has to be more than that because you are interacting with God when you're reading the Scripture. So take time to do that. And if you do that, He will speak to you. And He will reveal His plan and He will reveal the importance and the understanding of the Scripture. So do that. Feed your soul daily. It's necessary. So I do this and I try to give other people a chance to do that too, to be able to be exposed to it because a lot of us grew up in church and maybe they didn't get that, uh, they don't, they're at a low point in their life and they don't have a connection. So when you hand them a Bible, it wakes them back up. Makes them realize, huh, you know, this is supposed to be what I'm supposed to be doing. And maybe at that time in their life, it's the only scripture they have. And so they do that. And so it grows from there. I have met uh, a number of people, very interesting people over uh, the period since I've been a Gideon, that have told me just how great a difference it has made in their life to be able to reach out to the scripture when they needed it, to be able to find um, some inspiration there, uh, whether they, their life was a shambles and they needed to reach uh, somewhere 
they were going to go down a dangerous path or they were going to find God's Word and they found God's Word. And so being in the right place at the right time, and that's why we're in the hotels and that's why we do that. In the motels and the hotels, we uh, estimate that at approximately 2,300 people will be impacted within the six-year lifespan of that scripture. And so we as Gideons look at, at the scripture as being a missionary. And that missionary never takes a day off, never takes a break. They're 365 days a year, 24 hours a day. And it gives everyone an opportunity to benefit from his grace because it's within reach. And we're other places too, as I said, but in there in the hotels and motels is where most people think of Gideons. Most people think of it. And we know it impacts people's lives because it says so. In Hebrews 4.12 it says, For the word of God is quick and it is powerful and it is sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and joints and marrow. And it is discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. So it reaches people. It, the scriptures tells us it reaches people, and it does. And so, understand that it's reaching people every day. For me, uh, Bible, the scripture's always been my anchor. Uh, I reach to it when uh, I need assistance. And, you know, it's kind of like your fitness. You know, the days when you don't feel like you need to get to the gym is the day that you need to get to the gym. And uh, the days that you don't feel like you need to be studying the scripture is the day you need to be studying the scripture. That's the devil working against you. So you need to open it up. You need to make time. You need to read it. And it's, it's, I love compasses. And to me, it's like a compass. And I set it there, and I hold it flat, and it points the right way. And so I always challenge uh, people and young people when I give them a scripture. I'll, I'll tell them, don't lose your way. Remember, you know, this is a compass. This is a compass for life. And so it will guide you. Uh, Isaiah 55, 11 says, So shall my word that goeth forth out of my mouth, it shall not return unto me void. And so the scripture will work. It will grow. I, I love stories sometimes how they interact with this. Uh, I think for us as Christians, the Bible is our owner's name. You know, we, we look at it, we, 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 we can figure out what to do in life. How do we make that car last? We read the owner's manual. I, I giggle at my wife. When she gets a new car, she, she reads the owner's manual because her daddy told her to read the owner's manual when she got her car before she ever drove it. And so uh, it is important because those people who were the smart engineers who put that thing together thought about how, how to help you make it last. And if you will do what they say, it will. So God told us how to last. God told us how to survive, and it's in the Scripture. And we need to read it. We need to understand it. 2 Timothy 3.16 says, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine. And so we use the Scripture. We grow from the Scripture. The Scripture is part of us. It is our identity. We are people of the Word. We are people of the Scripture. So everything that we have wears out. And we know that. But God's Word will live on. The clothes we have, we wear, wear out. Uh, you know, we buy cars and they wear out. We know that everything we have wears out, but God's word will live on. So we need to spend and carefully spend where it is important and where it lasts. So every Bible, full, full scripture, costs us $5. Every New Testament, the small ones that I could read when I had better eyes, uh, they cost $1.30. And Understand that we don't waste a single penny. 100% of the money goes to Bible placement and purchasing. 
None of it goes to anything else. We are volunteers. We do what we do. We spend a lot of our own money on, on the bottles. And you can do this in a number of ways. You can uh, become a friend of the Gideon. You can become a member of the Gideon. You can use the cards like we have on display in the back. They are as good of cards as you'll find at any uh, Hallmark store. Some exist even more, do they? But at any type of card store, you can find uh, some inspiration. There'll be an opportunity, some type of um, moment in people's lives where you can give Bibles in their name. I'm able to still give a Father's Day and a Mother's Day gift because I have um, the opportunity to give scriptures in my parents' name. And so I, I challenge you to do that. I challenge you to understand that we don't waste the money, understand that we will use it to grow God's kingdom, and God will provide us the necessary tools. Um, it's, it's important. It's important. Acts 1.8 says, But you will receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you should be my witnesses both unto Jerusalem and to all of Judea and Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the earth. I love the book of John. The book of John 5.15 tells me something that really sticks with me. Because many times we want to shy away, right? But the book of John 5.15 says, You did not choose me, but I chose you. And appointed you that you should go and bear fruit. So God appoints all of us to do something great. And we can do that through spreading his scripture throughout the world. Help us. Thank you very much. Understand that the world... Today is approximately 7.4 billion people, and we understand that about 5 billion don't know Christ. So there is much opportunity. Thank you very much. Thank you for your time. God bless you.